Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your day to put the Word of God in your heart and growing. If this podcast has helped you, I ask you to share it um, on your Instagram, your Insta story. That's what helps us grow here. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, I was reading today in the book of uh, Matthew, and um, uh, I went there on purpose because Matthew uh, uh, chapter 11 Verse 28 is the one, uh, the, the popular uh, passage that you know where Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you will find rest under your souls. But before that, it's interesting, he's talking about um, uh, John the Baptist. The, the John the Baptist sent a couple of his disciples and said, Hey, you know, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Are you the one who's come to, to are you the Messiah or not? And Jesus says, hey, tell, tell John what you see. John was in prison at the time. Tell him what you see. The, the, the blind see, the lame uh, walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf, had, uh, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor of the gospel preach to him. And then when the disi- those disciples of John leaves, he begins talking about John. And he said, what did you think you were going out to see? A man dressed in, in, in fine clothing? And he said, no, those people are in king's houses. But he said, the greatest, uh, out of all men who've been born of woman, he's the greatest in the history of the world. But then he says, but greater, the least in the kingdom is greater than uh, John the Baptist. But then he says this, he goes into um, an analogy, and this is uh, Matthew eleven sixteen, and he says, but whereunto shall I liken this generation? It's like unto children sitting in the markets, and they're calling unto their fellows, and saying, we have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and you have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a devil. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. And I really like that. I like that last line, wisdom is justified of her children. But what was he saying? Hey, first of all, for ministers listening, God uses different people in different ways. You don't need to look like a clone. You need to follow the Holy Ghost. There's people whose ministry that you can look at. Uh, and he was saying, hey, John came. He had no social life. He didn't hang out with people. He, he, he preached, he baptized, he lived in the wilderness, he ate locusts and wild honey, he was wearing a leather girdle, he was, uh, you know, this man, this, this person that people thought, this guy's almost crazy, just out here living for God, proclaiming this message. And then I came along the way, God sends John, and then, and then the Father sends me, and I come, and I, I eat at people's houses, uh, my enemies call me a wine-bibber. Um, uh, first of all, that's not, people use that as an argument that Jesus drank, but this was his enemies that speak that of him. So he was saying, this is the generation that it doesn't matter what you see. Both courses, both courses, they're almost opposite courses. Here's one person who's hanging out. Uh, he's come, he's got, you know, he's living a normal social life as it seems. He goes to weddings, you know, he, he he's, he's in and amongst the people. And then you have someone who's the complete opposite. And, but wisdom is justified of her children. Basically saying wisdom shows approval for both. Wisdom shows that John was of God and, 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 and that I'm from God. But in the same way, basically saying, no matter what you see, it doesn't matter who God sends, you're not going to believe. John, you don't believe because you say he has a devil. No one's really like that. Who, who separates themselves? John separated himself for the gospel. And then you see Jesus who hangs out with publicans and, and tax collectors and, who, and what people consider sinners, right? Because he's come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
And so you see this. And he says, wisdom is justified over children. But really that phrase, wisdom is justified over children, he's basically saying, but time will show you, time will show you that we're both from God. And so I want this to be an encouragement to you today, because I know one of the main parts of a Christian life, if you are really living for God, is that you, 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 there's things that you've set aside. And, you know, I don't believe it stays a struggle. I don't believe it's a difficulty all the time. Oh, you know, I don't get to drink alcohol anymore. But there's a level of sacrifice that you live. But this is our life. Our life has this statement in it. Wisdom is justified of her children. What do I mean? It means, you know, you may have friends that look at you and say, you know, what's, what's, what's up with them? They're a teenager and they're not dating. Oh, they're, they're 20 years old and they haven't slept around yet. They're, they're, they don't smoke. They, they, I've offered this to them and they don't take me up on it. Why? Wisdom is justified of her children. Look, Time will tell that my lifestyle, my holy living, was the way to do it. And, and, and I know that's crazy to say that because you don't want your friends who are living a worldly lifestyle to go to hell. You ultimately want them to make heaven. But when we look back on our lives, we're going to be so glad that we saw the truth and that we saw it doesn't matter what I have to give up. It doesn't matter what I have to quit, what I have to lay down, what friends I have to leave behind. The people that are trying to pull me to the world, I'm not trying to keep them in my life, but kind of at a distance. <laughs> I'm laying aside these things. I'm laying these things that'll try to pull me back into the world. And I'm pressing forward. And, and you know, you, people may make fun of me now. People may say, it's crazy that you live like this. It's crazy that you do these things. It's crazy that you go to church. It's, it's crazy. But look, wisdom will be justified of her children. What do I mean? In eternity, people will see. You know, for us, part of the gospel is this great hope that we have that there's something coming that we're truly going to be able to say it's going to be worth it. And I know it's not all in heaven. There is, the, there is, there, there is joy on earth. I, man, I have so much joy in my heart serving God. I, out of everything that I have, everything that I own, all the money that I've made, everything that I consider this belongs to me, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mercy of God is the greatest gift that I've ever received. It's the greatest thing in my life. Everything else is temporary, but the mercy of God is the thing that I, that I hold most dear to my heart. And so it's for sure not just only a reward in heaven. There's a reward here on the earth. I love serving God. If I asked by raise of hands, who loves serving God? I would, I would, I would, assume the vast majority of people listening to this say, I love serving the Lord Jesus Christ. But no, there's, there's sacrifices that you make now. There's even persecution that I believe is coming as, to the body of Christ that we haven't seen yet. But I want to encourage you, number one, the Holy Ghost is with you. And number two, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be something that you look back and say, man, I'm so glad that I, that I chose to stay the, the straight and narrow. Wisdom is justified of her children. In Acts chapter 3, the Bible talks about this, the time of restitution of all things. And what is it saying? You know, there's a day coming for us as believers. There's a day that's coming when Jesus Christ is going to restore things to the way it was supposed to be. You know that when we're in heaven and then the new earth is restored, that we go back to the original intent. The fall of man didn't do away with the original plan that God would replenish the earth, um, that God would replenish the earth. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be the millennial reign, but then there's going to be all eternity and there's going to be a restitution. And there'll be two types of people. There'll be us 
that are, that are the resurrected people who have a glorified body. And then there'll be natural people, just like God created Adam and Eve. There'll be natural people and they'll live forever. The ones that don't get drawn away by, after the thousand year reign by Satan and after Satan's thrown in the lake of fire, they'll be the original intent. There'll be a new heaven. There'll be a new earth and there'll be no sin. And so we'll live out this life for us in resurrected bodies as rulers. We'll, we'll be the ones in places of authority, but there'll be mankind. And so there's a time coming where we'll look back and I don't even remember, I don't even know what all we'll remember about this time, but I know that we'll be so glad that we chose what we chose. It'll seem like such a speck in the distance. I mean, who knows? We'll see what it's like when we get there. But in 3,000 years from now, when the new heaven is, is, is set up and the new earth and we're living and there's no sin and there's no sadness and there's no sorrow and there's no death and there's no, there's, there's none of that. You're going to be, man, wisdom is justified of our children. There's people who just won't believe. There's friends of yours that it doesn't matter. Someone, someone could get raised from the dead in front of them, but, but they still won't believe. Why? They've decided to not believe. They've thought, man, I'm, I, you know, I'm too cool for that Christian thing. Whatever it is, you, your job is to stay the course. Wisdom is justified of our children. What, that's actually saying, hey, you'll see. When my, when, when, when my family, it's basically wisdom is justified for children, is, is saying, hey, you'll see like in two families raising parents, excuse me, two parents raising kids, 20 years from now, we'll be able to see who, who the better parent was, basically. My children will show proof that my decisions were right, is what it's saying. So time will allow us to tell that when, when Jesus has put everything back and there's a one, one government and Jesus is the king of the earth, Right? And we have this, this place of, of eternal peace and eternal rest. And the devil's put down, never to be heard from again. And every tear is wiped away. That we'll say, man, I'm glad while I was on the earth that I followed after life. I, felt I followed after the things of God. And I left sin behind. And I'm talking to you out there. Because if you're, in this, if you're listening to this and you have sin in your life, now is the time to get rid of sin. Now is the time to cry out to God. And don't let the devil steal your fervor to cry out from God. Don't let the devil delay, delay you one more time. Whatever you're doing, you, you, you put it down and you cry out to God. God, deliver me from sin. Father, forgive me, but Lord, grace me, set me free. You cry out to God. Many people, hey, I've got this addiction. How do I? You Listen, cry out to God. It has to mean something to you to live a holy life. It has to mean something to you. I work, the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I worked it out in my teenage years. I worked it out to say, God, I'm not going to let addiction take me out. I, I'm, I'm going to serve you. God, purify my heart. There was a cry in my heart. God, I want my life to be pure. I want my life to please you, God. And you cry out to God. Because the truth is, in a hundred years from now, anything that distracted you from living a pure and holy life was something that the devil tried to use to get you out of the plan of God. Get you, and you can't take it lightly. Because when the, the, when the story's finished, it's finished. When, if you're standing, if you, leave, if you leave the earth unrepented, it's too late. It's too late. God has so much mercy. God has so much grace. But you call on him in the acceptable time, in a time where he can be found. You find him, you call on him in, in a time where he can be heard, in a time where he'll hear you. And you call on him and you find him in the time that he can be found. And so I want, to I want this to be an encouragement to you to stay the course. 
wisdom is justified of her children. First Peter, uh, excuse me, Second Peter, chapter three. And many of the the books of the Bible go like this. The epistles, Second Peter three one. This is my second letter to you, dear friends, and in both of them I've tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember what the holy prophets said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again. From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. I want to tell you, I turned on a um, a, a special, a, a comedy special of, of someone that I thought would, would be funny. And his first joke was making fun of Jesus in that he hadn't come back yet. This, the Bible actually says mockers will come and they'll actually ask what happened to the promise of Jesus coming again. They deliberately forgot that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command and he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same world, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promises, some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Say that with me. Say, God wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth. He has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him, speaking of these things in all of his letters. You know, God is allowing, I truly believe we're in extra innings right now. I truly believe that there is a time on this earth and I believe the time is running short. And it's almost like at a soccer game, the, the, the ref will give an extra five or six minutes of bonus play. There's time right now where we're, we're, we're on borrowed time. But I believe it's time that if, you, if you're not living right with God, you get it right and you make a decision that if I'm using effort for anything, it's to live, I'm living right for God. You should every day wake up and say, it's my goal at the beginning of the day. It's my goal, God, and by your grace, help me to live a holy life today. And at the end of the day, say, if I go to sleep and God came back in my, in the t- in my sleep, would I go to be with him? You make sure at the end of every day, your heart is right with God that things are right. Living a holy life is the key to serving God. If there's things in your life that you need help with, listen, God gives you people for accountability. God gives you pastors. God gives you leaders. God gives you people that can help you. People who have dealt with the same stuff. The devil wants to make it seem like you're the only one. But I want to encourage you. Let this be an encouragement. Live a holy life. But this is also be an encouragement. We're going to look back and wisdom will be justified of our children. Time will tell that we were on the right side of things. Time will tell that, that everything was worth it. And time will tell and we'll live in the presence of God and we'll live in a new heaven and a new earth and it'll be glorious. Praise the Lord. 
Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Share this on your Instagram when you get a second. And we love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.